and we are live. I forgot to give credit to Ty Knox who did this beat. You know what I'm saying? It's like, your boy Ty Knox. Yeah, he did. He did our last podcast intro too. But I just want to make sure I shouted him out. But what's going on, man? How you doing, man? I'm doing very well, Adam. How are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right here for episode six of Moon Talk Stream Ta- Streamcast. And I thought we would bring it back to the essence on this episode. Just kind of review. A bunch of different topics, a bunch of different terms that we've kind of ran through over the last five episodes just to make sure everybody understands it's cohesive because I feel like you and I, like we get on a passion train and it's just like we might be just shooting out shit and um, we haven't naturally explained it fully. There's no straight path in this world. Like we we can start as basic as possible and start to try to explain something. You get off on a little yeah. tangent, and you start throwing <laughs> around words that acronyms that don't make sense. So we were talking. We just want to bring it back a little bit, just revisit some basics, just to maybe maybe the time we explain it on this episode is the time that'll hit this one listener makes sense. Absolutely. Even even the name of the streamcast Moon Talk. Um, reason why we decided to pick that is um, at the Mount Everest, at the peak of success, uh, the term is you've gone to the moon. To this the project's moon. going to the moon. The value of this currency is going to the moon. So uh, we hope these conversations are valuable as well um, as we all want to be successful. And so that's kind of how we, we came up with the name, um, trying to bring crypto to mainstream streamcast podcast, however you consume Information. Yeah. I want people to realize it's not just, you know, funny, stupid pictures. Yeah. Which there are a lot of, but as this technology involves, there'll be a use case for people in in their own business, in their home. There there will be things that that this type of technology is used for that we just don't know or don't realize yet. Yeah. So And to your point about the funny, stupid pictures and we we've thrown this term out the last couple episodes, but utility. Um yeah. and again, it's just how um, a project uh, is instilling value into that project. So if you buy a silly, stupid-looking picture, you might get access to an exclusive event. You might get a uh, tangible item sent to your place. Whatever that might be, that is utility built into a project. Your membership pass. Yeah. Your club pass. Yeah. Your, your you're you're a part of this exclusive thing like it's it's a picture but it represents something else right so every goofy looking duck or dog or whatever <laughs> just imagine there's a story behind that or there's a reason why somebody got into it or there might just not be a reason at all it's just a dope artist and they just want to speak through their art there might not be any utility attached to it it's kind of just how you collect nfts or how even you collect cryptocurrency because some of some of cryptocurrencies are more mainstream than others. Um, there's a lot that are being created every day that people are, are um, uh, instilling value into, but it's it's a case by case scenario, which is why you need a D Y O R. Do your own research. D Y O R. <laughs> do your own research. Yeah. Don't take anything Matt and I say on here as face value of you definitely need to go invest into XYZ project. We'll definitely talk about the projects that we're invested to, the coins that we're invested to, but that does not mean that because we said it, you have to do it or you should do it. <laughs> In fact, you probably shouldn't. No, no, just not investment advice. Everyone make your make your own decisions. But do you know what I think is the maybe the hardest question in 
crypto right now in this world. What's that? What is an NFT? Yeah. Like, there's not really a def. I mean, there probably are definitions, but like, you'll get a different answer from everybody. Right. Like, it, there's it, the the Webster definition, but it's like, what exactly does that mean? Exactly. Yeah. So let's break it down. Yeah. Into non fungible token. Yeah. Which is what NFT stands for. Non fungible. Do you know what fungible means? Let's do or it. Can you explain no. it? I got it. So. Fungibility, fungible, if something's non-fungible, it can be easily replaced for another thing. So a $10 bill can easily be replaced by another $10 bill or two $5 bills or 10 $1 bills. You know, they're two different types of bills, but when you use them to buy something, they have the same value. Yep. Does that make sense to you? It makes perfect sense. So non-fungible is the opposite. It's a unique copy of something that can't be replaced by another. Like um, it's a one of one. Yeah, like the Mona Lisa or mm-hmm. or the uh, the Last Supper, like that. Although there can be copies created of it, there can never be that original one of one, that original drawing of the Mona Lisa. Right. Right. So that mm-hmm. makes it non fungible. So I, I think the, the other last important thing um, to note here is that non fungible tokens are they say immutable, so they can't be edited. So once they're created, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yep. It's got it's got their value. Everything is is there and stored on the blockchain. No, I think that was a beautiful breakdown. And I said no just so everybody <laughs> else, because I'm not doing a podcast on things that I don't know about. Well, I mean, I guess I am because who knows fully what yeah. NFTs do and whatnot. But I just want everybody to understand what non-fungible versus fungible and how you can bring that yeah. into reality. So, yeah, like people can create I, i'm trying to find the, the perfect comparison because i'm thinking um you remember at the old uh, uh cd stores uh, uh not borders but you know the fye oh fye yeah, yeah shit. What, what was yeah. the what what were some of the og like what was the big one? Oh, okay, i know exactly I can, I can see it yeah I, I can see it. I, I can't remember the name of it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. You know those they 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 have a bunch of posters. Mm-hmm. You know, just like prints of things that you can you yeah. know, parse through, you buy, and you put on your wall. Like people have made, you can make a copy, a poster of the Mona Lisa or your favorite, but that's not the original one. That's not the one of one. Correct. Like correct. That's in the Louvre in Paris in France, right? Isn't that where the Mona Lisa yep, is? Yep. Yeah. So it's cool with with the blockchain and with the validation and verification that can occur now digitally. We can now track the origin, the the where that one of one started. Yep. The Mona Lisa is it's a one of one because, however it happened, someone was there to validate that. You know, this, this is the actual Mona Lisa. This is the actual Mona Lisa, but to Truly, to really prove that now, if you were to get your hands on the Mona Lisa or what you think is the real one, it'd be very difficult to like actually prove that. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. So, so very cool that we now have this certain, you know, right, sure, immutable thing, which lives on the smart contract. So smart contracts essentially prove where this non fungible token lives and where it was created from. Yes. So it's. It's something that everybody has access to, or I, you can look up different s- smart contracts. You can look at other people's smart it's contracts. Like code, Is yeah, it code. It's it's essentially code, um, but you get uh, this transaction on. I don't know what it is outside of Ethereum, like where it lives. Right. Uh, but EtherScan, you can go on EtherScan and figure out. Okay, this was created on this date. 
this is who it was created from, and this is where it lives today. Mm-hmm. So literally pinpoints everything that you need to know, which installs that value of the utility back because if you were supposed to receive X, Y, and Z rewards, that smart contract validates who the actual owner is. And I was just, while you were saying that, I was thinking like being able to track the ownership through its history, like being able to actually see who owned it before you. Like imagine if if Picasso first sold it to Monet and then you bought it, thir- like you, you actually knew you bought it from right. this other art, you know, I, and maybe I could come up with a better example, but like, like if you buy somebody's like somebody's famous house, like oh, Sting used to live here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that has an, an extra like sentimental value to it. That I mean, it could have a physical value to it or um, some sort of monetization yeah. after it too, because a hey, Sting did this in this basement. Yeah, or, or sports memorabilia. Yeah, yeah. Game worn jersey. Yeah, you know, they throw your headband in the state. Like there, people just like want. To add a little teeny extra value, it's coming from their their favorite basketball player. Or right, pretty pretty cool. Yeah, and that that all lives on the smart contract. Yeah, so that's you can easily. Well, I won't say easily because we're still trying to figure out how to move in this world. Um, but you can access that, which brings me to our next couple. I guess it's kind of a combined yeah. term, um, but you did such a great job breaking it down the first time. Web one, yeah. Web two, yeah. Web three, you're gonna see those phrases when you're going through NFT. Just people trying to make real life realizations about how the past, what happened in the past, and what could happen in the future, and what's happening now. Can you break down what Web one, two, and three are? Yeah. So I view Web one, two, and three as like. So I'll start at the end. Read, write, and own. So I viewed Web One when the internet was just coming, being invented, just coming yeah. out. Um, you know, late '90s, early 2000s, just the era of just information that we can consume. It's out there. We need information. We can go get it. Web Two, late 2000s, social media um, comes out, and it's it's your ability to now share yourself, to, to publish things, to put information out um, that you want to share with the world or mm-hmm. business that you want to put out. It's your ability to write things, to put that out. We're moving now into Web3, I look at it as like the era of transactions. It's We're going to take ownership of our assets. We're going to transact digitally. We're going to actually own the things that we use versus yeah. renting them or versus um, someone else owning them and, and letting us use them. Perfect. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. So I think of like the internet. The internet and the blockchain are very similar to me too when I think of it. Like like they conceptually seem like the same mm-hmm. things, but but the internet to me is the information where blockchains are now transactions. And I know the the I get caught sometimes using the phrase consumer blockchain more than just blockchain because I think there's going to be so much transact. Everything is going to be transacted on the blockchain eventually. That's just my personal belief. Yeah, no, I I agree. And, like, even in the Web3 space, like, we talked about Bored Apes a lot recently. Um, That example of the Tiffany partnership where they're making jewelry with specific – apes from the collection 
CryptoPunks. Or, oh, is it CryptoPunks? Oh, I'm sorry. In that same conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, CryptoPunks, I'm sorry. Um, they're taking specific CryptoPunks, and to your point about transactions, that's a transaction directly to the consumer, mm-hmm. not to whoever created CryptoPunks. So, hey, Matt, can we use CryptoPunk 1015 to in our yes. marketing space? Like, what's it what's it going to take like that's that's the type of transactions that are real life now like direct to the consumer DTC. that people can make brand deals off of like that's just an example of what excites me yeah. um if any of these projects end up taking off like the ones that we're a part of i know we've talked a, a lot about some of the women led projects world of women women with weapons and um boss beauties a lot of them already have some sort of partnerships in place like how geeked would you be if, like, I don't know, freaking Marvel called you and it was like, hey, can we use Boss Beauty 1030? <laughs> that, that, that's yeah. the speculation yeah. of why certain of those characters are, are, are scooped up. Yeah. I happen to have, fortunately, one. It's like the superhero. That's in the right. Boss Beauty collection. I'm mostly jealous of that one. I'm not gonna lie. That was a big. That was a big bear market <laughs> snag. Yeah. out of me. That's uh, a W. Um, a couple, in my opinion, a couple months ago. Um, I'm gonna maybe share that graphic. But but yeah, like what if? How cool would it be if Marvel called me and said, "Hey, can we use your your token, your character, in whatever, in yeah. anything?" And and can we print it, it on a t-shirt? It's licensed we, to me. Yeah. And it like you're you in that specific project is IP driven. You own that mm-hmm. IP. And so f- in fact, Boss Beauty is actually doing something right now where you're able to they're publishing a, a a book which has it's like 75 different of the Boss Beauty characters of the tokens. Yeah. Um big mine, big mine. Yeah, seriously. No, but you have to write a story. Like you have to submit your basically the biography of your boss beauty that they're with their editor or whatever decide who all is going to be used in the book. But then when that book is sold, uh, part of the proceeds, you, you get, you know, your rightful due uh, uh, proceeds from the revenue made from mm. the book and your your boss beauty or however many you have I'm in sh- the book. I'm shaking my head because I'd done stuff like that in the past, wrote and s- written stories. And yeah. I don't know if they saw mine or mine are just trash. So I just like. This may be the one. Let me do a different one. <laughs> this may be the one. But, but I got to think about it. Who's in my collection? I'll, we'll talk about that later. Whatever. Yeah. You got some good ones, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if I can if I can flip it into a story. But um, I just wanted to bring that up to, like, hopefully excite people who are, like, skeptical. Like, again, operate with uh, any type of skepticism that you need necessary, you deem necessary to, like, make yourself do your own research and understand this stuff a little bit better but i wanted to highlight some of the um some of the success stories essentially that come from nfts and i know on a previous podcast i talked about like this girl that i went on a date with and she bought a house in florida off of cryptocurrency crazy this stuff is real life so it's not like and she all scams you know what i'm saying like like a lot of people think Let's dig into that for a second, because real estate, I think, is – I don't know how long it's going to take. I'm not in real estate. Yeah. Um, but going through the home buying and home selling process twice, I realized – like, I, conceptually, it seems like this is a perfect – Space for – Space for NFT technology mm-hmm. 
to fit in and play. So you said she she bought homes with cryptocurrency. Well, she she flipped the cryptocurrency back to USD because the value of it shot up. So she was like essentially an early investor into specific coins, and then she flipped it over. Um, but there's different there's different ways to go about it. Like we talked about Balenciaga, and that you can buy. Um, apparel straight off their website with a specific type of currency like when i had contractgear.com going i did the same thing i accepted ethereum um bitcoin um i think avalanche too i didn't i didn't accept solana i should have but um there i don't know that would be cool like real estate, like you can buy a house. That's right. Strictly with uh, that's what I'm getting at. Whatever currency, and that's where I I actually thought maybe I just forgot the story. I thought she actually purchased it with crypto, but very similar. I mean, she saved the crypto. She made profits. Yeah, yeah. Turned it back Flipped into U.S. It, yeah, dollar. Yeah. Eventually, like that house can be offered in. Eventually, that house will be offered in cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Or imagine if that house was an NFT. And true the the. Because we're talking about validation and verification and proving ownership. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've i never witnessed a bigger pile of junk than all of the mortgage deed, all of the things in the home buying, home, the closing process with the title company that I'm just signing away. Hey, I'm hoping it's all accurate and right. But it's like all these pieces of paper right. that are what prove I own the house that I live in now that are stashed away somewhere safe somewhere right. you know that yeah. I'm, I'm not going to tell anybody but like if there was a way to prove and validate ownership of a look of a building of a yeah. property that you could just store on your hard wallet you know what i'm saying yeah. like so you don't have to keep track of 50 different things yeah you have that just as an nft someone buys that nft they buy the house right right easy and that goes back to just blockchain like what it could be like blockchain i think of just uh, just like a, an e- ecosystem of, of links you know what i'm saying yeah. like you can you can build applications on it so you understand who created it where it's from it, it's it's aligned to the next person the original creator and with um the real estate example like that's perfect you can see what value somebody bought it at like all those different yes. details that you would have to like just there's so much information when you're trying to buy your own house that could all be visible on the blockchain like i'm not sure if in the future like it would show the values of, yeah. of the neighborhood or whatever the case may be like that was my next point i live on a there's a house on my street that was recently abandoned or foreclosed yeah um and again i need to learn more about real estate development and value but but curb appeal yeah the value of that the most important people um the value of that house is most important to everyone else in the neighborhood now right we want that house to hold its value so our homes hold and and appreciate yeah yeah but when it's foreclosed and and held by the bank or held by just sitting there for who knows how long that's not helping anybody imagine if my neighborhood could all go in and there was an NFT created of that house that was fractionalized in some way where we each had a, a, a piece of ownership in that house mm-hmm. to then be incentivized to fix it up or, you know, get it back to condition to sell like it. Yeah. We're then not only 
compensated on the sale. Maybe it's breaking even. Maybe you're making a profit, but it's helping our home values too. Yeah, like we're all motivated for that too, for something to, to happen. To that. Yeah, so why not all, you know, why not be the ones running the show in terms of getting it back to what it should be? Right, and, and, easy, and even from like an upkeep standpoint mm-hmm. too. Like if if we're all incentivized to keep this house together, like let's just put funds into this NFT or whatever, and it's distributed to. Hey, we need a new roof. We need a new whatever. It mm-hmm. just, Crazy. it just flows like they like. Now I, I do have a little bit of PTSD because I'm picturing, um, you know, college when you're in college oh, doing yeah. group projects. Yeah. You know, you get four people and one's not doing anything. Also a great point. <laughs> so there are intricacies, and that's why it's not out yet. It's just it's complicated. But the concept is, it seems like something like that's built mm-hmm. for. A, a function like NFTs, right? And we've we've talked uh, with Paul and everyone about like initially doing the streamcast. The the topic that came up was passports. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so annoying to renew your passport, and like you could probably just have it connected to your wallet or, or whatever the case may be. However, it's connected your driver's license. You can upload your information because I hate going to. Um, Secretary of State and oh freaking word. standing in line and doing that whole situation like driver's license. Yeah, just take insurance. a picture of me on my phone and scan my insurance, and then let's validate it on the blockchain. And we're 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 far from there, but we're we're basically there. People do that, and they don't realize that they're doing the same. Like you have your your wa- Apple Wallet. Yeah, like where your boarding passes get put into v- tickets to went to the Pistons game in the fall. Like, right, got our ticket. It's the same concept. Yeah, you know, it just there's got to be a way for it to all be protected and, and to right. be proven, and it it's going to take a lot of time. But like, we're all already doing it. Right. It's just winter. That's a good point. We don't even know it. We don't even realize it. Yeah, that's when NFTs become mainstream. When it's just the technology. It's not just pictures of apes it's it's yeah. we're using nfts and we don't even realize it yeah yeah specifically like i, I like that about a pistons game or like you're going on a flight or or what that is just so much stress removal like especially like think about if you had like four or five kids you know what i'm saying like i just seamlessly updated all their information here's their information keep it going which in the past it's like we got to print everything mm-hmm. we got to show that this is my kid <laughs> like got everything i'll prove for you yeah man it's, yeah it's it's really it's crazy i think if people actually like really took the time just to do that just like understand like we're already utilizing it and this could improve your life in one way or another it might be easy to um conceptually easier to conceptually understand a picture of a cat NFT and what it brings to you and being a part of this group and things like that. Like, um, I think part of why people get lost is they're like, cool, why is this valuable? And so what helps us, like well, pretty much everybody in the space, are these Discord groups mm-hmm. that you get to be a part of um, if you join a specific NFT project. So what a Discord, like... I still don't all the way functionally use it the way it's supposed to be used. Me neither. But it's mainly for communication for people in these projects um, that are communicating what's going to happen with the project. Um, there's different layers into what you can talk about, but 
specifically, I think it was created for the um, operation owners or the actual owners of the project to communicate to the people in the community what's what's to come, what can you expect by being a part of this group, and how we're going to move this thing forward together. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to get involved in NFTs, definitely check out Discord in general. Like, you don't even have to use it for NFTs. There's, like, yeah. different groups, like... If you love to go to vacation in Puerto Rico, there's a fucking Puerto Rico Discord. It's these niche <laughs> things yeah. like that we all thought we were weird for collecting pins or whatever our weird things are. There, that's now just a vessel for these little communities to yeah. pop up. It's like a Reddit. Yeah, that's kind of what I think of it as. I I wasn't very in Reddit. Me so neither. I, I don't know, but like, I, it's it's there's definitely so much information to get from people in there. Yeah, and you can get it directly from the source. Um, that's the best way, I, th- I think, uh, even, as far as doing your own research yeah. and looking goofy shit up on Twitter sometimes. We haven't even talked about the con- the fact that you can resell these assets creates yeah. a whole an insane dynamic yeah. in terms of planning or strategizing what you're going to do with them. You know, Like, think about, um, I heard Mark Cuban give an example on textbooks, you know, when you're in college. I stopped buying textbooks after my sophomore year because there too. were hundreds of books, and I, let's be real, I wasn't going to read them anyway. Yeah, we weren't reading them. Um, so. so, but can you like picture the chaos of like the bookstore and and everyone's bitching about this and the textbook companies they they create new ones every two years. They change a couple pages just so you have to buy the next one. Right. Imagine if they could do that all digitally. You've got the textbooks are controlled in some way, like your ownership by NFT, not only is it updated, you know, new editions and whatnot, everybody who owns that edition of the textbook, so you're all on the same edition and everything, but when you graduate, you can sell that NFT to the freshman coming in, make your money back, or, or you're not literally... But why would we do that as the college? We don't want to... <laughs> we want to make the money. That's That's right. the whole... That's the blocker there. True. Like, you know what I'm saying? In theory, a lot of this stuff makes sense, but there's 100%. there's going to be people on the chopping block because of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, even in that example, you don't even need NFTs. You just need an iPad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or a, or a note, and they won't even do that. So, like, a lot of this stuff is big business ran. True. Because... Um, hopefully we'll have her on the streamcast here pretty soon when we talked about her in the past. Mumbot, amazing artist, amazing artist. Like, I hope she gets, because corporate, we've already talked about corporate examples of uh, them getting involved in NFTs. They're going to figure this thing out one way or another, Mm -hmm. and I hope, like, they get some of the artists who help build up this community in a creative way. And I say that because that's how this thing can functionally move together if unfortunately a big business gets involved and they get their cut too that's why they wouldn't do book nfts just yet right. because the college is going to be like ah, well i'm not making any bread off that so right nah they, there's not you're 100 right <laughs> yeah, that's why yeah. these are all ideas and theories and they're exciting but that's a great idea that should already be right it just makes sense for everyone Maybe it doesn't make sense for one of the entities who are making the most money now. Just like we were talking about GameStop and those people making all that money, but the big business was losing out on that. So seriously? it's like, we're shutting that down. You think it's funny that the, the CEO of the Citadel, Ken Griffin, who was, the, Citadel is the main uh, hedge fund 
in cahoots with Robin Hood, you know, yeah. shorting GameStop. He was the one that bought the copy of the Constitution last year for, for $67 million, which tells a story of <laughs> valuing something important that's very scarce. There's only a couple yeah. copies. But he beat a decentralized autonomous organization, a DAO, that was created to try to buy to the buy Constitution. It. I did not know guy, that. Ken Griffin now stepped on the people twice. Uh it's just a funny little correlation. That guy, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dows are something we want to talk about one day, yeah. one episode. And maybe for Dows next, are important. Maybe for next week, too, POAPs. We got an idea coming. We definitely got to do a, a proof of attendance protocol. Don't worry about that. We'll cover that another week. But we might have something special coming up for, yeah. our, for those viewing these early episodes. Absolutely. And appreciate you hanging around for an education recap. But we definitely want to do we're fi- – we're going to figure out a way how to buy an NFT here. Yeah. So we can literally show you how to do it because, to your point, there's a lot of different steps that automatically turn people off. Yes. So that's something that we can conceptualize into this streamcast so you can actually see how to go about that, how to secure it what different platforms that you can um, make these transactions off yeah. of. So definitely want to bring some more illustrations to the Streamcast. It's the beginning. To the moon we go. To the moon. All right. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.